um, it gives me great pleasure to introduce to you guys today. Um, I have Harriet, Jess, and Bellini from the band Haxon. <laughs> Welcome. Hello. Cheers. Sorry, that, did I did I get that wrong? No. <laughs> well, Bellini is a stupid name. Give me on. Um, I didn't actually realise it was still there. So um, okay, well it's still there. Yeah, so. it's not only there is in capital letters as well. So yeah. I don't have my glasses on. I can't read. That's all right. All right. Well, I apologise for that. But oh, no, we're, we're going to leave it in because I don't like to edit because it takes too long. So. <laughs> Um, well, first, first of all, um, we've got you here today uh, to talk about um, Total Rock, uh, which is a station I work for. Um, I'm their sort of head of social media and whatnot, um, and I also have a show on there as well. Um, but yeah, you're basically uh, you guys are playing our 21st birthday party, uh, which is happening at the um, in Nambuka in London, North London, um, and there's an absolutely stellar lineup. Uh, you got Mike Gray. You've got um, Dead Man's Whiskey. You've got yourselves, Haxon. Uh, These Wicked Rivers and there's one more. Sweet Crisis. Sweet Crisis. Yes. Thank you very right much. Well done, yeah. Oh, I, was, I had them memorized, but never. doesn't matter. <laughs> Hello. Um, <laughs> no, I'm not going to start again. But yeah, you guys are playing. You, had, you actually requested to play this show. Um and we'll get onto that in a moment, um, just just on on the reasons why. But um, first of all, what I want to do is, is sort of find out your um, your your kind of history, if you have any, with Total Rock itself, the radio station. Um, kind of over because it's obviously it's been around for the last twenty one years. It's been supporting rock metal bands, um, independent, unsigned, as well as the sort of you know the majors that that, that are still around. Um, but yeah, how did you guys sort of like hear about Total Rock and your sort of like any kind of history with it? Um, Total Rock actually uh, picked us up a long time ago uh, when we had an EP out before we even had an album out uh, and started playing some tracks, um, maybe even before we changed the band name. Um, so it's going back quite a while in the very, very early stages of the band. Um, and I've been sort of following it on social media since, catching the show as and when I can. Um, but as you said, uh, it's a nice mix of new and old and established and unsigned and stuff like that. So it's a great place to go to check out sort of new music and like um, coupled with the heavyweights to sort of make it interesting listening, really. Cool. How about you other guys? Yeah, and this was my first uh, with Total Rock was probably with the album because I wasn't in the band when the EP and all that was okay. done. So when, but, when, but when we released the album last year, yeah, Total Rock were always behind this. Um, gave us a really nice review, if I remember, which, which was lovely. Um, so yeah, you know, we're we're really we're really really happy to be involved with the party and to be playing the show. Excellent. And yes, yeah, so, I mean same same thing. Is my mic on? Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah so it's kind of the same thing. It's kind of always been. I, I don't want to say in the background like it's a bad thing, but we know that Total Rock has always kind of got our back, sort of thing. Whenever we, whenever we release anything, do anything, talk about anything, you know, we can kind of rely on Total Rock to get it, get it out there. You know, talk about it, and they're a good, uh, solid foundation for anything that we want to do. Excellent. Well, that's good to hear because that's kind of what we're going for. So, you know, we, 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 we want to be supporting. We've always been like, when I was in a band when I was younger, 
um they supported my band this was back when they like 20 years ago when they started um and like malcolm dome and everyone like that were very very supportive of, of what i was doing with my group at that time um and it's great to hear because i was then I, i've only been a part of it for the last I think it was eight years i think i worked out seven or eight years now as a sort of like show dj and then more recently as part of their social media team um and it's great to be part of that core people because that belief is still there that support is still there for those bands um and it's great that you're experiencing that and that's absolutely kind of is what we're going for is what we want to have we want to support new bands independent bands um obviously the established bands they keep you kind of there because they're like you know that's what people kind of want to hear but we want to feed people music like yours so they can find you guys and and you know find something new on that front so cool um onto the show itself the the 21st birthday at nambuka um what have you guys kind of got in store for that one are you obviously you know what are you looking forward to i should probably say because you've probably got your set list kind of down <laughs> at this point um, well, it would be wrong to assume that <laughs> okay all right this could be fun um so what what could we what could we expect from you guys um i mean obviously we're going to be playing tracks um from the album because that's sort of what we've what we've been focusing on post lockdown because we released the album during lockdown so it was really nice to get out and gig something fresh um even though we released it sort of a year prior to being able to gig um so our set list is pretty much consisting of album tracks um which weirdly people know better than we do which is lovely um but we're finding that so many people are singing the words back and stuff like that so yeah, it's I think really weird fun. because I think Nambuka was the last gig that we played before. It was. Yeah, it was. It was on Brari R. It was Brari R. Okay. Yeah. That was when we were taking the piss out of the pandemic, thinking that it wasn't actually going to be a thing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 We were wrong. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> we were wearing bras as um, we were wearing oh, bras and face masks. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> and so that I think we'd probably pay homage to that and you know bring it back and be like, uh, oh, didn't get me because of my bra. Yeah, no, that sounds <laughs> good. That sounds good. Yeah, no, I, I had a thing that I I was uh, I posted up on social media. I was DJing a nightclub and I was like, virus, what virus? And then yeah. the next week everything shut down and I saw basically it popped up exactly on my feed the same later. Brand, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it popped up on yeah, my feed later. I think <laughs> I think it was two days after it started shit started really hitting the fan yeah. but obviously two days prior to that we were posting um that we were operating on Harriet um to get rid of covid and just been the kid nonsense, if <laughs> I remember <laughs> brilliant brilliant oh well um I'm looking forward to seeing you guys uh the show um I will be there uh roundabouts at some you know some juncture so I'll come over and say hello but um on to like you requested to play the show as well which was kind of cool um because we kind of had like a lineup sort of coming in and i believe you guys actually requested to play um from what i've been told anyway is that true um maybe i think yeah i think so <laughs> um, there's a lot don't of stuff going it. on <laughs> no, it's all right don't worry about it if you've got someone who books stuff for you don't worry about it it's all good but no, the thing I mean, is that that is the exact thing is that we don't have an agent we don't we do everything ourselves yeah. so we um, we definitely pride ourselves some especially on 
essentially, if you don't ask, you don't get. And the reason that we've been so successful is because we've got no issue with approaching people and saying, put us on. Uh, we want to we want to play. Um, we don't go through anybody. No one's taking, you know, a cut of anything. We do everything ourselves. And although maybe, you know, I think we probably asked to play it. The bill was already full. Maybe somebody dropped out and then we were then approached to, to fill in our name was around because of the fact that we'd approached somebody and asked to play. And that is the case with, you name it, you know, from playing in at download, playing at Bloodstock, playing at, in Australia, we've never had any help. It's always been us. And so, you know, saying that we've, um, you know, we asked to play, we will always ask to play. We've got no, we, we're not expecting people to come to us. Um, we we are very uh, passionate about putting ourselves out there and and almost demanding to play and things. We we think we deserve we do deserve to play at these these big thing you know big events. Yeah. Um. We're we're so proud of our album and the work that we put in that it it's doing ourselves a disservice not to ask. No, that's awesome. I love that. It's um, showing a lot of like the hustle i guess is the word but it's just a lot of bands don't realize that hustle or don't yeah. have that like inkling they they look for the agent they look like constantly like when they're just born they're looking for a manager looking for an agent and 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 i've seen this on many times and i've told every single one of them you've got to put yourself out there you've got to go you've got to be your your billboard if you will you know exactly start you wear your merch yourself because no one else is wearing it so that people see it and they want it they want to wear that we've got stickers plastered all over our car and yeah. so when we're stuck in a traffic jam we'll be screaming out the window to the guy next door to us being like, saying google our band no that's awesome i love that i love that 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 work ethic when it comes to music because you've got to put yourself out there it's not it's not something that's going to happen to you it's something you can make it happen so there's we we were talking about this while we were on tour as well and a lot of fans especially when they're just starting out seeing it see it as a bit of an ego boost and ego stroke to be approached by you know a manager or an agent and i think that that it's lovely and, and don't get me wrong like it's lovely to have somebody behind you that's not directly affiliated with the band that's passionate about it but at the end of the day you're kind of cutting you, you know cutting a lot of the income a lot of the credit yep. that you can do yourself we've, we've said it, unless someone can offer us something absolutely rock solid that we haven't been able to do ourselves we're not interested we don't need an ego boost we haven't got egos we can do it ourselves and, and not, it, only, it, go on. not only that no one cares about your band as much as you do so I think like, and we're, we're all in this together, you know, the three of us are sick as thieves on stage and off stage, and no one's going to care as much about this band as we do. So we should champion it, I think. No, definitely, definitely. I'll find out for you guys, um, just, just for my, 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 my viewers and listeners and whatnot on the podcast, is just a bit of the background on you guys. I know you gave us a little brief um, during the Total Rock uh, segment, uh, where you sort of like the support-wise with an EP, a different band name, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, this is your chance just to sort of like give an origin story, if you will, because I know you guys have been around for a while, but there's yeah. going to be some of my viewers and listeners from various parts of the world uh, that may never have heard of you guys, believe it or not. Dangalo. I know, but this is your chance. 
<laughs> so this is um, this is your chance. So what's what is your what is your origin story? How did you guys come to be Hexen? Um, I actually met Harriet uh, about eight nine years ago when she posted an ad on Gumtree looking for a band, um, and we were looking for a bassist. So I messaged her, and lo and behold, she came to Wales. I think the very next day um, from Cheltenham, and we hit it off. And my dog at the time literally got her into the band, and that's not even a joke. <laughs> <laughs> nice. He did, didn't he? I slipped him a fine. Nah. But yeah, so we that was back when we were uh, solely a covers band, really. Um, we were doing Queen and ACDC. Susie Quattro covers and we were just you know three little girls that would go around bike clubs and kind of be a novelty act um but it's kind of like what you're saying in regards to having the you know the bigger bands to kind of keep people here and then um put in lesser known unsigned undiscovered bands because we we kind of started to slip in our own original material in a cover set so that people would be kind of forced to listen to our own stuff in in a in a cover set, which worked nice. quite well. Um, but then, yeah, and then when was it? Two thousand and eighteen. Jess joined. Nineteen. 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 Yeah, just over two years ago. Joined. Do you want to elaborate on that, Jess? <laughs> My uh, time of your life. Yeah. No. No. I can't get rid of them. Well, they can't get rid of me. I don't know which which way around it is, but. <laughs> Well, no, that's cool. And and what are you guys like? What have you got out at the moment? What is your current release that you are? Um, our debut album is out. It's a year old. Um, but like you said, we we weren't able to gig it for a year because of lockdowns and um, everything that went along with that. So we've only actually started gigging it the last two three months maybe. Um, and it's so nice to be able to sort of play fresh material and. But simultaneously, like I touched upon earlier, it's lovely that people actually have taken the time to learn it over lockdown and know the words and requesting songs. And when we're saying the names of certain tracks that are on the album, that you can hear people in the crowd like, oh, yes, like that one's coming up. <laughs> which is I lovely. I should probably mention the, the album's called White Noise. Yes. Um, so like, <laughs> like static, white Noise. And um, Haxon, because... It doesn't happen a lot, but there are like a couple of bands called Haxon. And uh, if you don't know about us, we're not difficult to find. But um, yeah, it's got it's a white cover with two cats on it. Okay, <laughs> so, cool. So that's on. It's on everything: Spotify, iTunes, YouTube. Fantastic. YouTube. Fantastic! Everyone, go stream it. Go download it. Go. Your guys on Bandcamp, I take it. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Yep. Go buy it on Bandcamp, everyone. Um, Bandcamp Fridays, it's a big day for independent bands, so yes, yes do that. Um, so with, um, obviously, I've, I've spoken to a lot of bands over lockdown, uh, affected everyone in very different ways, but obviously you said, like, with your music, you released the album a year ago during, it was during a lockdown, wasn't it, at that point? I get confused of where we are in the year. Um, yeah. <laughs> were we open at that point, or were we closed? When you released? It was, it was, it was July, July, July last year, so we are definitely still... Still, still, well, still so, well half, half of us live in Wales, so we were very much locked down yes. at that point. I was going to yeah. say, in Wales, you were, yes. 
Um, so h- how did you approach that, like releasing at that time? Because I've, like I said, I spoke to a lot of different bands. A lot of them approached differently. A lot of them delayed albums um, just purely because they couldn't play them. They didn't have any other kind of like promotional output of such. So what did you guys get up to? How did you sort of weigh up the um, Is it- time? We did kind of, yeah, say should we, but obviously we had no idea how long lockdown would last and we we didn't want to kind of disappear we built up so much momentum from gigging for so long and we you know been telling people there was an album coming and if we just disappeared for a year it would be much harder to then go okay is is the album so i think yeah. we kind of we, we wanted to, to keep hold of the momentum we built up and, and carry on with our plans and to, I, I think to be honest it probably worked out quite well for us so we'd love to we'd love to love to be able to gig it when we released it mm. But I think it kept us sane, having the album out and being able to still push that and have you know something to do with the band and not just sit in our houses wishing, wishing we were doing something. So I think it worked out well. And how, how did you handle the sort of like the social media side of things during the lockdown? Like a lot of a lot of like groups like did live streams or um, Q and A's stuff like that. Did you guys do anything like that? Because I'm sort of trying to gauge what a lot of the bands got up to because obviously I saw some things, saw bands do live streams all that kind of stuff, but what about you guys? We played Quiplash We played, uh, there's like a stupid like online game thing so essentially (laughs) (laughs) our our online presence has always been not terrible but certainly lacklustre and it felt very forced um, to to do, you know, there were people that were kind of asking us to kind of do live jams and yeah. live streams that way. We did, we did do a Q&A um, when we first released the album um, of basically, have you got any questions about the album? We essentially, the day it was released, we all got together and... Uh, yeah, we did uh, the playthrough, didn't we? Yeah, we did like a rent, we did like a playthrough and kind of people listened to it. Um, but that was the only real, really musical thing that we did. Uh, it, re, otherwise, it was literally just playing this game that people could log on to and write silly answers and make each other laugh. Um, and but yeah, musically wise, no. Um, I mean, as I said, I, I've said this a couple of times, but over lockdown, I was you sapped emotionally of any kind of. Yep. Um, motivation to play to be honest because just at one point there just didn't seem like there was going to be an end to it didn't seem like there was going to be and if I'm not in the mood to play I don't want to play because it just gives off a terrible energy and I wouldn't really want anybody to see that Um, and not only that we'd never seen ever played the album live and I don't we wouldn't want that to be the first time yeah exactly yeah Yeah. just just would have seemed very disingenuous and kind of like we're doing it because everybody else is doing it and that's not what we're about we're very much we're very much a sort of live band as well. And I think we're really passionate about the first time we played the album. We wanted it to be in front of people because um, we it took us so long to get an album up because we were so busy gigging. Mm. So I think that's, that's where our sort of heart is, is playing live. As lovely as it is to have an album out, our heart is sort of live music and playing in front of people and being on stage. That's awesome. But even even playing the quiz, I think, helped build a fan base. Um, yeah. It was in it was involving people who got to see like sort of an insight into our personalities, sort of away from the music and stuff like that, and mm. just how stupid we are. 
Um, and I think it was sort of, it came across as endearing and like a sort of, they're just real weird people. Yeah. <laughs> and people can, have come up to, you know, that have been playing those games have then subsequently come to the gigs and been like, Oh yeah, I remember when I wrote penis as that answer or something. And then, uh, yeah, it's, it's like they make, it makes them feel like our mate, which is all we want at the end. We just want yeah. to play to our mates. So oh, that's cool. great. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, well, I've got a couple of questions left for you. If that's all right. And then I'll let you guys go. Um, so what I want to get from you guys is one, usually ask for three each, but I'm running very low on time. So what I'm going to ask you for is your one most pivotal album. So the one that made you want to be in a band. What was that album for you individually, obviously? Unless you'll share so the I same one. I can whittle it down to one song that okay. solely made me want to be in a band. And it was the first time that I, I ever heard uh, Rock and Roll by Led Zeppelin. And ironically, it wasn't even Led Zeppelin. It was some it was a cover band playing it. And I heard the riff and I was like, what the shit is this? And I asked them what the song was. They were like, it's Rock and Roll by Led Zeppelin. So then I started listening to Led Zeppelin. And that was the sole reason that I actually started learning guitar and then fell into a band and stuff like that. And it was that song by Led Zeppelin. Nice. Excellent. Mine's kind of similar, not an album, but a song. And Very I... Mine was, I so I went to Paris, to Disneyland Paris, and I went on uh, Rock and Roller Coaster, which was the Aerosmith ride, when I was oh, yeah. 12. Yeah. And so I came home, and the first thing I did was turn my computer, I went on Yahoo Music, and I typed in Aerosmith. And I listened to Love in an Elevator and Do It's Like a Lady. And I was just like, this is the best thing I've ever heard. And I, I played drums at the time, but not really. But then it made me really, you know, want to actually put effort into it and be in a band. And then nice. it just led on to you know, Motley Crue and Alice Cooper and Guns N' Roses. And Excellent. and now here we are. Excellent. I love that ride at Disney, by the way. That's yeah, great it's great. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to be really greedy because i got two albums. <laughs> so you can take in I'm mind kind of, sound. Yeah, I'm filling the gaps from <laughs> those two. But uh, Ian Gillen, Glory Road. Cool. And uh, Razamanaz by Nazareth. Are uh, the two albums very old? Very old. They're very similar. They're seventies <laughs> albums, um, but yeah, I remember my dad having them as a kid, and the the actual records, and just being absolutely fascinated by the covers, uh, like the actual artwork, album yeah, covers, yeah. Um, and the kind of diversity between every, every song, and really just listening to the bass lines. That's when I first kind of came online to bass. Um, I suppose it's like okay there's actually like a there's a a reason that they're that you know these songs aren't just you know guitar and vocals and drums there's you know you can really pick out the bass lines in them and you take them away and they don't exist as songs really anymore so yeah definitely those two excellent i mean i think that's that's quite um true with us as well harriet if you take you away we don't exist as songs <laughs> we don't exist as a band Get used to it because I quit. <laughs> <laughs> Exclusive right here on that's no, right. Um, but yeah, uh, on, that, on that bombshell, I'm going to say goodbye. So Harriet, Jess, and I'm going to call you Bellini again because it's Bellini. Uh, thank you very much for this. I look forward to seeing you at the Total Rock uh, birthday show at Nambuka in London, Holloway Strip, whatever 
Yep, that's the area it's called. Um, but yeah, thank you very much and good luck with everything. Awesome. Thank you thank very you. much, man. Thank, thank you. you guys. Much bye for bye. having us. Thank ah. you. Bye.